This is the Horse Radio Network. I'm back. It's Emily Wood from Wellington, Florida. And I'm Kayla Benny from Ocala, Florida, and you're listening to the monthly breeding and horse sales episode of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Thursday, October 28th. This episode is a special episode on Horses in the Morning every fourth Thursday of the month brought to you by myself and Emily. I'm so excited to have her on and good morning, Horse World. Hey, you made it to the fourth Thursday of the month on Horses in the Morning. That means it's time to talk sales and breeding. <gasps> uh, uh, of horses, that is. Good morning, Horse World. All right. Pretty exciting. So, Emily, we have you on the show. I got you on the show. I know. And we kept it a secret until the bitter end. <laughs> I kept it. I, was a, like, I kept it a secret uh, till Glenn till yesterday. Like literally, it was oh like, God. oh, by the way, um, Emily's <laughs> coming on the show. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a text from my big bro here at any moment. And then it kept not coming. I was like, that's hilarious. She's doing what I do. We just get busy. We're not saying anything, and this is legit. Actually, staying a secret. Well, but here we are. Kayla did it. I'm it's back. easy to when you're super busy to keep it a secret. So it's uh, you know, I was like, oh right, the show's tomorrow. <laughs> I should probably oh, I tell him as I'm doing the show notes, like literally twelve hours before the show's being done. But anyway, you know, it's fine. that's my style too. I was fine with it. <laughs> so, no biggie. Longtime listeners know who you are. But for the new listeners, uh, let's reintroduce you. So, Emily Wood, you were the jumping show host and the owner of S Equestrian, which is a fabulous uh, equestrian apparel. You do show shirts, show jackets. Um, tell us about that real quick. Yes, thank you for for giving us a little plug there. We're still kicking uh, S Equestrian. It's E-C-E-Equestrianco.com. Um, and we're also on Facebook, S Equestrian Apparel. And we have been, believe it or not, I th- gosh, I think Glenn you, uh, knew me when I was uh, – when I started this, but it's been like 11 years that we've been manufacturing and we manufacture in Manhattan in the garment district. It's all athletic, uh, machine washable, the hard wearing, the professionals love it. The amateurs like it. That's stylish. The juniors like it. We have a pretty good following. Um, it's kind of, it, it looks tailor made. That was what we were going for. So yeah, you guys check it out. It's really kind of hits all the boxes and again, made in the USA, manufactured in manhattan that's people love that yeah we um so you sent me a shirt and i have to say it's one of my favorite show shirts and like not just because it's you and you're fabulous but (laughs) i am a dirty dirty horse girl i know me too (laughs) and it hides like i don't know how it does but like i don't have stains on it i don't like you know you get really scared wearing all white around the horses and i do a lot of the horse work myself so you get like I get black marks all over me and snot and slime and there's literally no um sorry Glenn's <laughs> I'm getting so distracted right now Glenn I'm in I'm actually at the um the She's in my studio. <laughs> She's in studio. studio. And he's moving. So distracting. She will not talk in the damn mic. It's been a problem with Kayla since she's... Kayla's worse than dealing with you those years ago. I know. I'm like bouncing around. Like He's like... Put talk into the mic. Right here. Like he's walked over and is sure. literally putting the microphone in front of my face. <laughs> I'm like... Distracting. I'm, I'm like trying. I'm so trying so hard. I'm trying so hard. I'm so distracted. But anyways, back to horse slobber and snot. Um... There's no stains. Like, how do you guys do that? You know, and I am myself uh, previously anyway, uh, a very dirty horse show, show girl. And that's why I made it that way. I'm like, look, we need to have a, a fabric. And I literally searched the world to find the right fabric. And I tested and tried and snotted and all the you know goobers and everything at the at the show. Like, I mean, like I dude, I even washed it in the sink and then like it still would come out. But yes, that was it. It has a stain resistant uh, finish on it. It also has a UV fifty plus finish on it. 
uh, wrinkle treated. And it is like it's for all of us dirty horse show girls. And we have guys shirts for dirty horse show men. (laughs) (laughs) They can also get some stain resistant UV 50 plus shirts. But that was the whole deal. I'm like, I can't with this. When we came out, there people were still wearing like traditional rat catchers. Uh, me and Kingsland came out about the same time, and I actually had mine out first, but I don't have the budget behind me uh, that Kingsland did. Yep. And so they came out with their button-up convertible show shirt, uh, and we were like two weeks later on the market. But nobody was really doing it, and we're, we were just struggling and sweating out there and stains and cotton and gross and then it falls apart you know it's like these shirts are pretty much indestructible i I tell people not to dry them because you don't need to you can literally just put it on out of the washing machine but even if you really really treat it poorly it will continue to survive i met emily first at a trade show that's where i met her she was i think it was her first trade show actually that was my first trade show that's where we met and i said and we had so much fun doing an interview with you it's like okay you have to just come host the show and so that's (laughs) oh my gosh that's right and then it was like all players club debauchery yes she used to come on this show doing the wellington report (laughs) which was the gossip report out of wellington we we used to do a gossip report every week (laughs) It was so great. Emily, why haven't we made... One of the things about her show shirts is you can customize them, and a lot of the uh, colleges and stuff do custom logos on the inside of the collar. And why haven't we done that with our Little Horse Radio Network logo? We could probably sell a bunch to people. Oh, totally. Yeah, that would look... I don't know why we haven't done that yet. I don't know why. I know, like, 10 years later, here we are. As Um, as a lot of TikTokers say, merch link in bio, by the way. Merch link in bio? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what we need. Yeah, we need that. Well, no, welcome back, girl. The um, liners are screen printed. We have uh, our printer, again, prints in, in Manhattan, and they do Nike and Adidas and a bunch of top brands. Like, it doesn't bleed. It's very sharp. Um, people have that. Yeah, I forgot to even mention that, the whole custom custom deal. I love doing those. They're really fun. Well, we have four different stock liners, but the custom is, that's where it's at. I open up the box, and it's like Jolly Ranchers. Like, this is so cool. <laughs> and it's all stuff I would never think of. Well, Kayla, what is coming up on today's show? Well, on today's show, we are going to actually chat with Emily some more, and but we're going to get a little bit more specific, and we're going to talk about, Emily, you've been selling a lot of horses, haven't you? I have. I've been really working hard and selling a lot, which yeah. is a little bit different for me. I was always selling. Uh, that was something that was always a part of my business. Um, but I, as Glenn knows, uh, also have Lyme's disease and have been battling with my health these last few years. Um, previously, when I was still riding, I rode, I had my own business as well, but I then would freelance and ride just for dealers. Every once in a while, a, a client here and there, but really primarily for dealers. So I was already plugged into the network. And then once I stopped riding a couple of years ago with my health, um, which is getting better and I will be riding one day soon. Um, it takes time, but we're getting there. But anyways, I already had that network available to me and I just stepped on over into agenting and I have, I have been really, really selling a lot. I mean, it's, it's peculiar because a lot of people show up to their own horse trials, but I set up horse trials in Virginia, New York, California, like wherever, but for sure in Wellington a lot, which is where I am. That's amazing. So yeah, so we're going to talk to Emily about that and what being a, uh, buyer's agent, a seller's agent, you know, the differences, um, you know, talk about commissions. It's not something that's actually talked about a lot, but I think that it should be, it really should be, it should be very, it should be on paper, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I thought it'd be really interesting to have you on to do that. And auditors, hang on, too. We're going to do a post-show on Emily's current treatment plan for her illness and how bizarre it is. So you want to hang around for the post-show for that. It's quite shocking. Zappy, zappy. (laughs) All right. Tell us a little bit more about your buying and selling agent um, and kind of the differences that you think, like, between a buyer's agent and a seller's agent. Well, I think, and I do all of it. Um, I do not discriminate. I even agent my own horses. I own a few, uh, unfortunately for me. Um, (laughs) I've got like four. For your pocketbook. Uh, I I know. I I love them dearly. uh, But yeah, I'm like, good Lord. And with not previously really working, once I stopped riding, I'm like, you know, what am I going to do? But I've kept it together. So yeah, I... 
<clears throat> excuse me, the diff- there, there shouldn't really be too much difference. I mean, your objective, whether you're working for the buyer, the seller, or yourself, is to find the correct match. You want to make sure that this is something that is going to be long-term, beneficial, effective, a great experience uh, in the le- legal age that we're in. There's lawsuits. Horses can come back to you. There's people that feel that they can return horses inside 30 days. You don't want any of that happening. And knock on wood, that's my last name. Um, <laughs> that has not happened to me. Uh, so I hopefully I'm, I'm doing my job of matchmaking. And you, you don't want to put force something. So obviously it's a little bit complicated if you're working, say, for the seller. The seller wants to sell. Yeah. They want to sell. That's their only horse. They want it gone. And your buyer has many horses to pick from. So they're less desperate. Uh, your sellers are going to push a little bit, but you as the agent are very much involved and on paper. You cannot, uh, in my opinion, force these things, put it, putting a square peg into a round hole type thing. Uh, so I treat them all the same. I think that's the way that it should be. But your objective is to matchmake. And if you are representing the seller, then probably you're not maybe going to have as much action because you have to find multiple different clients that are going to potentially suit this horse. Whereas if you're representing the buyer, then you're just boom, 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 boom. Okay. Let's look at this one, this one, this one, you can get a whole catalog together. So I guess that there's a definitely difference in activity level. Yep. Um, you know, if I'm rep, I've got quite a few horses on catalog here that are, uh, sellers and, you know, we get a trial here and there. One, one a month, something, but yeah, for your buyers, they fly into town and, and you they can just set up a bunch of them. Yeah. Yep. You know how it goes. Uh, but I think, you know, not a lot of people previously, you know, 15, 20 years ago, it was very, I think a lot of under the table, a lot of too big of commissions, people overpricing horses, doubling horses prices. I'm not sure in the age of the internet that that can happen. It does happen sometimes out there. It's, and again, those are the people wrapped up in lawsuits and having horses returned to them and whatnot. I, I just expect that everybody's going to find out the real deal and the real numbers. Um, so I address all of them the same. I think to be honest, I think it should be on paper. Um, I, I do charge a 10% commission on both sides. Yeah. I was going to ask together. you what your, what your, uh, your commission was, uh, yeah, I, I try to do 10%. Um, I think that's industry standard. Some people try to charge a little bit more. Um, and I would charge a little bit more if I was also doing all of the riding and pre-screening, which I previously liked to do. Yep. I would go all around town before the client would show up and ride all the horses myself, get videos of the client. Is this actually a match? Is the kid going to get bucked off in the trial? You know, and I know the, the sellers as well. I'm only, be representing one side of the the deal in each deal. However, I kind of know everybody's business. And so, and I could be the next day representing the seller with a different client. So I'm like, I know if you gave it three tubes of perfect prep and lunch it for three hours, you know, like it's not going to be good for this 12 year old kid flying in from California that can only ride it for a day and a half and then decide to buy or not. So I try to be definitely transparent that way. All of it, honestly, transparent. But I do charge now 10% commission. Sometimes uh, the the price has to be flexible. Sometimes the people make an offer. Sometimes the vetting is not super. And I'll generally, that will budge generally out of my commission just because that's how it goes. You've got hard costs with the horses and hard costs with the buyers. So it's, you you need to keep volume going. You're not going to make your you know, mortgage on one horse deal, right? You've got to keep going and do volume. And that's how I've kind of been able to, I think, to stay in the game, uh, with large volume like that as being transparent, upfront, flexible. Uh, I, I will call off a horse trial. I'll have somebody get off a horse. I'll stop it before they even get on. If it's not the right match, um, you just in, in this day and age with the, the internet, people are going to find, what's the real deal on horses. They're going to meet an old owner at a horse show. They're going to read about it somewhere. There's just, it's such a bad move to conceal anything. I think more and more people are understanding that. Unfortunately, they're understanding through like consequence through like having bad things happen and and lawsuits and things, but it's just those, the horse trader days are really over. 
uh, and I work hard for my money. I, I even now that I can't ride them all, I still go and either watch the horses or I get tons of video. And again, I know a lot of people and I'm plugged into that network of, of dealers and owners and, and agents. So I kind of know a lot about the horses I may have known horses for many years amongst multiple different owners and I keep track of them. So it's really a pre-screening using your head intelligently. People know how to do it, right? You know, they just yeah. don't want to, they, they want to make the quick, quick cash and, Oh, you know, maybe we can do this. I mean, I had somebody, you know, I would never mention names, but I had somebody just a, a couple weeks ago want to, for the, whatever the price of the horse was, they basically wanted like a third of it. <laughs> as a commission. And I'm like, uh, that like, if you can't like, write it down on paper, like yeah. it's not good. Yeah. And I don't want my name attached to that. So I actually just dropped that like a hot potato. I didn't even follow. I mean, I try to follow up and be like, you know, uh, professional with people yeah. and polite. Exactly. But, um, no, I'm not, I'm not doing it. It's, it's upfront. And I, again, I put a lot of mine, um, on paper. A lot of times I sign contracts. I sold a, a pretty expensive horse over WEF last year and it was all in the contract, the commission and I signed it bill of sale in the bill of sale and I everything. I think that's really smart because sometimes, you know, the buyers don't even understand that there's also like the commissions being made and, and things like that. And when it's all legally on paper, then you're not going to get pulled into some sort of lawsuit um, like, you know, if there is a lawsuit or like something's found after the fact, um, you're like, well, I'm out of it. Like, you know, I, I did my job. I screened everything. And um, people don't understand how much like because a, a buyers or a sellers or whatever agent, it's like a real estate agent. You know, you have your lists. You have you've like what you just said. You looked at all the videos. You talked to the the buyer, you talk to the seller, you know, you've done everything in between and you've, you've helped with the contracts and stuff like that. And so I do think that commissions are, are applicable, but yet it's viable for yeah. sure. And like things change, like the horse is not the same every week. Like I know what it did the week before at the horse show and then, okay, maybe that person passed on it, but then I'm still keeping up with the horse. And you know, you're, you're constantly building inventory and cataloging these horses. Yeah. Um, and look, if the, if the seller D and uses their discretion and has a couple people that helped them with the horse and they would like to pay out commissions on their end to people who have helped them, then that's totally fine. Yep. That doesn't need to be in writing. That's the seller's discretion uh, that they have the X number of dollars for the purchase price. And they decide I'm going to give yep. this much money to so-and-so who has been riding it for the last six months for free, hoping for a commission or the person who shipped it to the horse show for free or whatever, you know how the business is. Sometimes there's a little bit of bartering because it's cash flow and people get tight here and there. Yeah. But um, yeah, the, the agenting commission should really, really be not like, it shouldn't be a mystery. Like, no, it should just be like really <laughs> black and white. Like, no, my God, yeah. what a nightmare. I, it, it makes me nervous <clears throat> with some of then some of those horse deals that it gets a little bit vague. I'm just upfront. I tell people right away it's 10%. And again, if there's going to, we're going to come down on the price a little bit, it's probably going to come out of my commission because the horses generally cost what they do and their hard expenses and they're paying for shoes and feed and showing and stalls and, and all 100%. this. 100%. And, and it adds up. And like, that's the hard part too, when you're selling a horse is like, as if you're selling as an investment, it's, scary to you know put everything on paper and then be like okay so i need to make if i'm making an investment i need to make x above this and like horses cost a lot of money per month and oh my gosh, you know a lot <laughs> and it's terrifying when you write it all down i've had to do that a couple times and i'm like i i know i don't want to do this, this anymore yeah, yeah. <laughs> is this <laughs> even intelligent <laughs> No, the answer is no. But no. here we are. We love horses. And this is what we're doing. Passion, yes. yes. And um, so have you seen an uptake since COVID hit or, you know, I've been hearing and I've seen personally, I it hasn't slowed down. And I thought it was going to slow down tremendously when people were out of work. And I think it's actually picked up. Like It has picked up. Yeah. Um, I think some people did have financial struggles, of course, and, uh, slowed down. Uh, however, a lot of people were able to maintain their, uh, financial situation and what then happened when the airplanes shut down, 
is we got fewer horses being imported. Also, the breeders end up getting hit kind of hard financially, having all of those horses. And if they're not able to export, then they're not selling as much. And so they're not breeding as much. And so then you look a year or so down the road and there's actually are fewer horses. There are fewer horses. There were fewer airplanes. And so we got like really behind there. There was actually a horse shortage in the country, in this country to, to just get them. I mean, people were, which again, for someone in my position, agenting is kind of wonderful because then all of a sudden people will hop on a plane to California. They'll hop in a plane to Virginia. They're like, whatever, we need a small junior hunter. And there's like only eight for sale in the whole country and everybody wants them. Well, that's so prices went up. That's (laughs) That's what I noticed. I had a horse for sale. So I just recently moved down to Ocala from from Maryland, and I was telling you off the air that I had to basically in Maryland where I was at, it's it's beautifully in between Middleburg and Unionville, but yet slightly out of the way. And I would beg people to come try like try my horses like you got to come see it. It's, It's a wonderful horse. I had one horse down here in Ocala posted it up for sale. And I literally had people calling me within the hour wanting deposits. I'll get on a plane right now. I want this horse. The first person that came out bought the horse. And not even for the person that tried the horse. It was just they wanted it in their program. And so the yep. trainer bought the horse. And I was like, whoa. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's different. That, that, <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Cool. This is different. But there is. That was. The new normal. Yeah. <laughs> and people were literally like asking me has a horse sold and I was like I just posted it like an hour ago and they're like you'd be amazed how many horses like sell within the hour and literally people were getting on planes and horses were being sold while they Out were from under them yeah, yeah. and that's uh, wild that it, the world has changed in that yeah, way I know. because before like you're saying you could really hang on to them for for quite a while and then at that point the math starts to not make sense i mean they're not cheap to buy in europe put on an airplane do a vetting i mean fly yourself to europe in the first place unless you're going to gamble and buy off of video which is you know a a 50 50 gig do not judge Uh, me (laughs) (laughs) i was (laughs) i was a i bought three horses off of videos and i do have to say i got very lucky with the horses that i bought off of videos but i've also heard extreme horror stories and i don't think i do not recommend it and i would not do it again um you know it depends who you're shopping with if you have a good relationship with the with the person or you trust them or you know whatever obviously you got lucky but there's also ways to do it smart and not rely on luck just shop with one person somebody that you know that's going to pre-screen the horses for you over there send somebody to go and try but but either way yeah even if unless you're going to do that and you have it watertight it's dicey yeah and then you've got to fly over there and do all this it's not cheap by the time you get them home and my god the showing in this country is extremely expensive and you've got a ship you've got a braid if you're a hunter and all of the classes and hire a rider. If you're not the rider yourself, it really, really adds up. So this kind of new game of, of selling, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little stressful for the buyers because they're like frantic, you know, trying to find the right horses of only a handful of suitable ones. Um, but for the sellers, the agents and the owners, it definitely makes it a possible business move business model a hundred percent now where do you see the horses being advertised the most like okay so we use word of mouth and and we have connections but there's a lot of listeners that you know maybe don't have a consistent trainer but they're looking for a horse like where do where would you point them to to go look like what would be the most reliable source do you think so i think there's probably a couple different areas that people can look depending on your accessibility. Uh, they have classifieds and a lot of the different magazines. Uh, those are not cheap or free for people to post. So sometimes I feel that those horses maybe are uh, maybe a little more valuable. You're not always, unfortunately, if you're looking satellite you know, off into the distance for some horses, you probably don't know the people and all of that, which can be hard. So sometimes that's uh, an easy little buffer. You think, well, they're, they're posting an ad. So uh, maybe it's worth something. 
Um, the young horse shows are, are really great because you can go and see them in person. If you have any in your area, I know they're not everywhere, but they are picking up. Uh, and really what's just crazy volume is, um, Facebook. They have these Facebook groups for horses and people are on there all the time. There's like hunters and jumper, hunter, jumper, equitation, unicorns, which bothers me like to no end the unicorn, like stop it. Everybody's saying unicorn. It drives me freaking crazy. You're like, it's a horse. It's not perfect. Unicorns Unicorns are like, you know, one One in a million. How many? Yeah. Yeah, One. (laughs) But there's that group. And then there's ones that are regional. There's like a thermal for California. There's one for Wellington. There's an Ocala. I think Ocala and Wellington are, are connected in one of them. Yeah, there's I a WEF, WEC, and HITS page yes, as well. Um, yeah, and that one's got a lot of volume. Or even there's, I think, just a WEC page now. I think um, there is too, yeah. And the WEC is in World Equestrian Center just for, for people that don't understand uh the the slang but um and and like you know like even for eventing because i used to event like there's usea area two um there's event horses you know there's actually a ton of facebook pages the one thing you do have to you just have to vet people um and not just see a pretty video and you know like ask a bunch of questions uh i would say would be your biggest thing but like and I've said this, I think almost on every episode with every guest is like my biggest pet peeve is when people send a message and they're like more details. Like, you know, oh as God. as a seller, when I post because I do post some horses on on Facebook and and everything. And I'm like, well, what do you want to know? Like, I need specific. Uh, usually I'm answering it while I'm riding a horse. So and I can answer a specific question and with a lot of detail because I use voice to text. So I apologize if things are misspelled. But, um, (laughs) you know, I can answer a question really quickly, but more details. Like, I don't know what you want to know. Like the the horse likes minty muffins and um, grass Uh, (laughs) and and it's good to ride. You know, like, I don't know what you want me to to tell you. Like its heart rate is this like please ask specific questions like do, like do you does it have any vices and i'll say no it does not like or yeah it stall walks you know um things like that you know and and i'll be very upfront with with my buyers because again everybody wants the right match i don't want horses i don't want people to call me up and be like um so this horse and you know it's not doing what you said it would do and stuff like that i'd rather put the right horse with the right rider then make a sale. Obviously, I want to sell because, um, like we said, horses cost money. But uh, at the end of the day, I want to see the horses happy. And so they're not going to be happy in the wrong the wrong home. But no, they're not. And like the I mean, yeah, agreed on the questions. I mean, I myself, that's, you know, I'm working for every penny that I'm getting on my commission because I answer all of those questions because I'm not riding and I'm like good god what do you mean where is it located you're looking at the you know Wellington unicorns page yeah. <laughs> like it's a unicorn it's a Wellington it's a- but I mean <laughs> they can also like uh, as the as the buyer be so specific yes yeah. us be specific as the sellers and agents but if when you're shopping Tell, say everything. My rider is five foot three, yep. timid, came off of a pony however long ago. Uh, we hope that the older sister can ride the horse in three years. Be exhaustive with yep. what your client is and write it down or your order is or if it's you shopping. And, and then you can just cut out all of that back and forth because there's a lot of horses to go through. And like you're saying, they don't always post um, all of the information. We just post the horse and just somewhat vague on the agenting and seller side of things. You can get more specifics when you're uh, on messenger or on the phone, but I would say that's how the buyer could like shortcut the situation, not just become exhausted or end up with the wrong horse. And, And maybe it's not everyone's fault. Maybe it's just misunderstanding and maybe the horse went great in the trial, but we didn't know that, you know, the dad was going to take a trail riding on the weekend too. Yeah. And we're like, oh, you know, <laughs> if we'd known that, maybe it wouldn't have been a match. Exactly. You're like, no, this is not a dad's horse. This is a yeah. this is a kid in a program's horse, you know, uh, and and things like that. And like, yeah, just su- be super upfront with exactly what you're looking for, because I've had people that have contacted me looking for looking like they want 
to look at this one horse and I'm like, well, tell me more about yourself. And I'm like, actually, this horse wouldn't be suitable, but I have another one in the barn, you know, same price point, does this, this and this, um, you know, come look at that one. Okay, you can look at the other one, too, because that's the one you want to look at. But sit on this one, too, while you're here. And um, or I know of another horse down the road that you can go try while you're while you're in the area. Exactly. Um, so be be super upfront. Also, when you're trying the horse, like on the trials, I when I go try horses for myself or I have a client or I'm when I'm selling a horse, I would love I love being super upfront. If you don't like the horse, it's okay. Because not every horse is for every person. So if you're riding around, like don't I mean like yeah, keep riding for a little bit, see if like it, it you know, maybe it's a horse that's one shoe size too big, but it's gonna fit in your program and and maybe you'll start to feel a little bit more comfortable. But like if it's really not going okay, stop don't waste yeah. my horse. Yeah. It has only so many jumps in them so many times around the sandbox. Exactly. So like, you know, or, you know, like, hey, this like I wanted a forward horse and what I think is a forward horse is maybe I can still put my leg on. But you think that you you don't want to put your leg on at all. You want to run away. Then this horse actually isn't for you, you know. So, yeah. okay, get off the horse and just say thank you. Like, you know. And people respect that. People love that. 100%. There is no like, I think some people feel like, oh, well, we're here and we flew here and we need to give the horse, you know, a solid 40 minutes to evaluate. Like you kind of know, like you're saying a shoe size, you're like, this doesn't fit. You can yep. tell. And and sometimes you can't, sometimes you do need to evaluate a little bit longer, but people respect that. And it's certainly not a rude thing and you're not going to get a bad reputation by getting on and off. I don't mind that at all. Hey. For Be sure. honest, when we're dating, we know in the first five minutes of the first <laughs> right? date, too, it's don't you, like really? <laughs> exactly. Like, this is like Tinder, like, left swipe, right swipe, like, <laughs> go on to the next. <laughs> it's not a match. <laughs> well, when I was, I went horse shopping a couple years ago in Ireland, and I had so many horses to get through. Like, I literally kept a notebook because I couldn't keep up with, with the amount of horses I was looking at. And so I would just write down the barn that I was at and, like, like bay horse, like, you know, yeah, like exactly. And then like just little bullet points really quick. And the agent I use that drove me around, she was like, okay, right. When you get out, like if you don't like the horse, like at this one barn, because he literally, uh, shockingly, all the horses were in my price point. And and so he like brought 20 horses out and they would literally trot out of the barn and I'd like watch them go, and she's like, "If you don't like them, send them back." So I'd be like, yeah, "No, don't get on." Yes, no, I'll get on that one. I'm. I was so picky. She even she was like, "Okay, maybe you give a little bit more time before you say no." I was like, "Send it back. Don't want that one." Yeah. And then they were like surprised when I was like, "I'll sit on that one." They're like, "Oh my god, she's gonna get on a horse." <laughs> but that's how I am too, though. I don't. I just have knowing how it is on the other end. Like, okay, yeah, you prep the horse or you know, brushed him, groomed him, lunged him, whatever you had to do. But still, the the horses have, they, they get worked plenty hard. Yep. Uh, these performance horses, show horses, there's no reason to ride them longer, harder. A hundred percent. And even on the flip side, like I deal with a lot of young horses, like they only have so much time under. The brain. Like, yeah. So like... Uh, we're, we've we've got maybe like fifteen minutes, so yeah. let's. Uh... And then they're irritable, and then <laughs> yeah. they're you know rowing the trial themselves, and you're like, "This is a good home." And they're like, I don't care; it's going to be dinner time soon. Exactly, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, you're ruining your life. <laughs> Make good choices. Yeah, <laughs> they're like kids. I know you can't. It takes them a while to get exactly. through the program. Uh. I think we need to have you come back on the show, and we're going to talk all about your breeding. And pick your brain Definitely. a little bit about that because I think the listeners want to listen to you more and I I have more questions, but we're running out of time. Yay, so... I had fun. We got to do it again. I was thinking the same thing. Oh my I know God. this is like a one-off. We were surprising Glenn and Jen, but, you know. I think we, we need to kind of make it semi-regular. Yeah. Um, so, because I now have a new best friend and she lives in Wellington. And I know. <laughs> I know so, we're two peas in a pod, totally. Where can listeners find you? Uh, mostly y'all can find me on Facebook, Emily Wood, and I do stay active. I post a lot about my breeding and the horses that I have, different agenting sales, things that are for sale. 
that's probably the best place. Um, all, my website is ecequestrianco.com for the clothing line. But if you want to talk horses, uh, Facebook. And again, I do agent. So if you need help, and I agent all over the country. I myself do not generally leave Wellington because of my health currently. But I know people everywhere. And I She's can help you. She's got the hookup. <laughs> I do. I got the hookup. I pick up that phone and boy, oh boy, you know how hard it is. And you got to get all the videos and all the questions. Blah, 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 I don't know. know that it's hard for you. I think you can strike up a conversation <laughs> with anyone. Yeah, that's not a problem. <laughs> it's just managing all of the information, though. You yes. know what I mean? Like, ah, connecting all the dots. Oh my but I, I, I enjoy it. And I'm very fortunate that I was able to fall back into it because I would have otherwise been kind of isolated and unplugged from now, her. Now, let's tell Kayla a little secret here. Um, uh, I was Which very one? happy that <laughs> she had to get out of riding horses because she was getting oh, hurt on a very regular basis. And, I know, but I was getting sick, you know? You know and, but she, that. Yeah, no, you were getting hurt on a regular basis, and right, I kept telling her, you need to get out of riding these crazy horses and go to <laughs> doing what she is doing now. It's just, you know, a little illness took her out of the picture and made her do this, and I am yeah, so happy. I'm not happy you were sick. No. But I'm happy Remember it forced you, you to stop breaking things. Time? I know. And that was like the rodeo because I ride and break baby horses. And so then people are like, oh, and she's a girl. So it doesn't look like she's like manhandling them. And so my phone would ring off the hook like this one's bucking the kids off. Can you ride this one? This one's standing up. Ride this one. And so I was well, like, guess what? It bucked her off, too. So there's <laughs> I, know. Exactly. I was doing the tour. She's like Wellington. shocking. It bucks everybody off. <laughs> yeah, it not just off. the kid. Oh, my gosh. And, I know. So that is good. Auditors, hang on, because Emily's going to talk in the post show a little bit about the, the bizarre treatment she's been receiving. <laughs> zappy, zappy. <laughs> well, thank you, Kayla. Well, thank you. All right. Where can they find you and Selkuth and um, all of that? Selkuth. Well, we are now in Ocala, Florida. Um, not that that applies, because on social media, you can go to Selkuth Sport Horses, Um my personal page, I update a little bit more. That's Kayla Benny, B-E-N-N-E-Y. And um, you can selkusporthorses.com. I'm on TikTok. Um, I make some pretty funny TikToks. I know, Glenn, you don't you like do. it. But it, they're, I, think I they're find funny. myself hilarious. So. <laughs> I, I like the taser one. Remember, everybody, to tune in tomorrow. Jamie and I will be back. And we'll be doing some really bad ads. So get your ads into Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Also, it's our Halloween episode. So we have, we worked with Horse Nation. You guys wrote some Halloween stories. We'll be reading a couple of those. Uh, and uh, talking a little Halloween tomorrow. So thank you, Kayla. Awesome. Remember to pat your horse after every ride. Auditors know that you've been sick, okay? So they know you had Lyme and it got really, really bad. And, yeah. you know, we've been talking about you in, in the auditor room, too, and keeping everybody up to date, uh, you know, with posts and things. I know y'all are so sweet. I see a lot of them. It makes me happy, even if I can't previously respond. And we miss you. You know, I've gotten know. to see you a few times and in good and bad times and uh, <laughs> mostly bad, actually, in the last couple <laughs> of years. Oh, God. So when, when Emily says she was sick, she looked like shit. So, yeah, oh, no. she was sick. She I was looked, really sick. She was. I was dying. I was losing my hair, my eyebrows. <gasps> I had a massive heart condition, brain swelling, rashes all over my body. Uh, yeah, she was not pleasant. Up. As cute as Emily <laughs> is, she was not pleasant. <laughs> it was, yeah. That's insane. It oh, it was all, bad. All from I Lyme? I almost died like six times. Well, you had Lyme yeah. and you also had Rocky Mountain spotted fever, right? Yeah, which yeah. is from a tick. So, yep. you know, it's still classified. She got the tick that had every disease there was. Oh, God, I know. I know. And like, super I was, tick. Yeah, super tick. Yeah. I was everywhere and they were like, you're the only person we've ever met with all these confections. I had Bartonella, Babesia, all of it. Urochiosis, And can you... Fever. On two hands, count the number of times you've been in the hospital in the last two years. Oh, God, no. No, I didn't I think so. I was going twice a week for a while. And then sometimes I was hospitalized for three weeks. One time I was in there for three months. Holy I was shit. two weeks here, two weeks there. Before Bad. I started this treatment that we're about to talk about, they the Cleveland Clinic uh, in Florida in Weston, I had been hospitalized there for three weeks. And they had... Um, thrown up their hands and we they were going to ship me up to the Ohio campus and just leave me there until they figured it out. 
So they basically said, get the hell out. We don't want you yeah, here anymore. Like, <laughs> we don't like sick like, people like you. I was already like allergic to everything. So I couldn't be near any horses or touch oh. any of them. Or I would get very sick. And then they were like, your dogs are a problem. So <gasps> they were about to take my dogs away and send me up to the main campus to. And I had had some mold exposure, which didn't help things. But I did too really during my Lyme. And I still, <sighs> if I walk in a house that has any mold at all, I can. I am instantly right? swell up wow. and I have to leave the house. I can tell. And it, it, Jennifer looks at me and goes, oh, there's mold here, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. She just knows. Touché. All right. So before you started, you actually, you, have by the way, sound better than you have in two years. And I've talked to you quite I a know. bit. And uh, and good and bad. And and you do. You, you sound clear. And, peop, you know, list, long-time listeners know what I sound like on a bad day. Kayla can probably yeah. even tell when I'm having a bad yeah. day. Um, but, and, you know, last week was bad. I had a bad week last week. But... You you doing this treatment? Tell everybody about it. Oh my god, I know, and I and I still will have you know some not so hot days, but they're they're not like they were before. Uh, before, if I had a bad day, I was in the ER with you know heart palpitations and all of this. I've had three different heart monitors I was wearing, like it was not a joke. Um, but uh, yeah, so <laughs> I was like, I'm not. I'm going to like actually like roll my truck into a canal if you try to send me to Ohio. Like I'm not doing it. You're not shipping me off there and taking the dogs away. I've already lost the horses for two years and I'm all of this. I'm we're gonna just keep going. And so my doctor that had been managing me, who's also my cardiologist this last two years, he uh he was like, Okay, <laughs> there's this really strange treatment, and I've been in and out of this clinic managing a lot of these patients. They've got MS, ALS. Uh, mobility issues, spinal cord issues, concussions, you name it, they've got it. Um, and I've seen some amazing things. And I'm not sure with your it being that it's an infection based situation and all this, but I really think we should go and give this guy a shot. He's not a doctor. You know, red flag. Um, red flag number he, one. Yeah. He doesn't take insurance. Red flag um, number two. Yeah, I know. Uh, and uh, red flag number three is that there's not even a name on the clinic. It's like this like side door in a Chinese food restaurant. No joke. I'll send you a picture. No. You can post it. Yeah. I'm like. I was Does it say massage and big red letters that are blinking? <laughs> yeah. That would be misrepresentation. Are there any happy endings in this one? Uh... <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm seeing some. I mean, I <laughs> The MS lady was walking to the bathroom the other day, um, but not the way that you all think uh, and not in the fashion. But yeah, uh, he was like, all right, so, you know, you got to come meet this guy. And he was a professional athlete. This guy that manages the clinic um, was a professional boxer and had like crazy knockout. It uh, was like knocking people out in under two minutes, like 25 times. He's got some crazy... Uh, record and he has sort of claimed to fame previously was he was putting all these famous football players and UFC fighters MMA he put Mike Tyson back into the ring after he took his hiatus and uh, he is so, supposedly some miracle worker with injuries and all this and like that's kind of all that I heard and they said it, the treatment is called FSM and then <laughs> like Glenn said if you google that that stands for <laughs> Oh, they, flying spaghetti monster. It stands for, and it's the church of it's the church of <laughs> the flying like, spaghetti monster. <laughs> that's like that's a church I would go to. It sounds like delicious. What it freaking felt like literally. I, I googled that too. I was like, oh shit, that's basically what this is. Like, this is a flying spaghetti monster. Once I got in there, um, but so I meet this guy, and he's like super intense. You know, he's like all tatted up, and like he's like all the pictures on the walls are all these famous. Like, I don't know all the football players, but there's tons of famous like football players and all these famous boxers and whatever. And I am. Uh, familiar with the FSM treatment. Uh, it's really actually stands for frequency specific microcurrent and it's electrical stimulation uh, to make the brain work in different signals. They have different codes, different vibrations, uh, pulses that they run uh, depending on what level they want to do it at. And there's like this whole code, code sheet. So the other people who have mobility issues, they're work running codes for that. I've got allergies and heart condition and all of this. And so there, and then the infections, um, they have Lyme's codes and everything. Rocky Mountain spotted fever, believe it or not. It's some like Russian technology from like the seventies. It's like probably like, on point. <laughs> I know. And like, so it I was a Russian like, torture. <laughs> it is. Oh dude. Do they That's hook something. electrodes up to your head or what do they do? Um, well, not, uh, yes. you wear headphones that have, uh, 
infrared and mag- magnetic pulses that go into your brain and it sends signals. Oh, what could go body. wrong with that? I know, and but it reads you on the scan, and so it tell your brain then sends back or your body sends back the information. And so the scan like reads your body and tells, and the machine tells you what the what the problem is with the person, whether it's mechanical or whatever. And I have to say, it did it. It read it read my mold and all of the co infections and everything. Did it read any of the her. mental issues we know you have? <laughs> it did. It said that I was overly aggressive. No and kidding. That was, and that I was emotionally unavailable. <laughs> Both of those are exactly true. <laughs> I know. It was so funny. I was like, oh, shit, okay. Um, you're so like, hopefully then, this isn't a dating app either. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you're never going to find anyone. That was the third thing. I know. <laughs> I, know. I know. Well, maybe they can fix it with the headphones. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They were probably using it to make, like, super soldiers in the Soviet, like, because yeah, they I'm can, sure. like, reprogram yeah. your yeah. body to do certain things. That's where the Black Widow came from, that yes. program. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, so what do they do then? They read it. Now what happens? So then they hook you up to it. They have you electrodes that they the put all over your you. body. They put them all over your body? In different areas, yeah. On your neck, on your arms, your legs, your hips, your back. Um, they even will wrap them around your uh, okay. ball of your foot. Okay, I think some so people... Terrible. I've used the TENS machine, which you know what that is. Oh, that ain't nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, buddy. She's like, ha ha, you're being tickled. <laughs> Don't be silly. So you know, does it feel is, like that, though, that sensation? First, on level one. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, tell me when you're at like a nine pain level. And I'm like, what? What do you mean pain? And he's like, well, you You'll know, see. Like, you can't like if like your arm starts to curl up or you can't straighten your leg. Because it electrocutes your muscles. And so literally, like, he's, like, cranking it up. And my arm is, like, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Like, like, right up to my (gasps) uh, chest. And he's, like, straighten it. Straighten your arm. Straighten your arm. Like, ah. Like, I can't. (laughs) I don't yell. That was misrepresentation. The other people (laughs) yell so bad that legit, like, now he's really blowing up. He's got all these sick people. Like, I've just in my time my months there i've seen people literally come in in wheelchairs and are now walking with a little bit of assistance well it kind of makes sense because he's basically using electrical stimulation now let's remember that in most states have outlawed the use of electricity for (laughs) this kind of thing in florida (laughs) not in florida (laughs) we don't give a shit down here oh man he's got all these people he's so now he's got so many clients that we're moving to a new uh space a new rental space or they're buying it whatever he's got all these investors and stuff and like legit they're making soundproof walls because the cops have come a couple times because the torture oh yeah because everyone's yelling he's making but, a oh dexter's room it's oh yeah God. it's no joke the yelling and like it's so loud it's it's crazy it's That's crazy insane. uh the my doctor had a herniated disc and he went in there and i was like wow he is yelling like a little girl <laughs> <laughs> like this and he's like you know 50 year old you know big like fit can you imagine being the neighbor that is in the house <laughs> well, next door Chinese food restaurant, the Chinese food yeah, restaurant. God, that they're, like, they're killing have, puppies the massage parlor <laughs> is next door is there a nail salon you go get your nails done and shocked at the same time get get <laughs> oh my god you'd never be able to they would mess up your nails so bad oh, so <laughs> you shaking all over the place and then next door to us is some like nightclub, and so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like five o'clock, and so and he doesn't start working until like eleven a.m. And so I'll be there until late. We'll be people will be in there screaming. He, dude, last time I was there, he electrocuted. He wrapped electrodes around my big toe and the balls of my feet because I've had some uh, with the inflammation in my spinal cord. I can't feel my legs that great, which is why my balance gets a little funky. And he put my feet in freaking bowls of water. And then was electrocuting them. Like, there's no words for how much it hurts. But, you know, if you're on death's door, like... Did you... Um, and you think... Well, you sound good. Did you attribute it to getting zapped by oh, Hercules? Uh, yeah, definitely. What, wait, what, is, what do people I, call him? His, the Viking warrior. <laughs> <laughs> that that was his boxing name. So like, what did you call yeah. him now? The Viking. The Viking. <laughs> and you said he's like... 
like six foot eight. Oh, and, yeah, and like three hundred pounds. So does he just? He can physically hold you down if you get out of control. Oh right? yeah, he holds. There's a couple little autistic kids that come in there, and he's getting them walking around and stuff. They were nonverbal, non-moving. You know, it he, makes like, sense because all of that's about elect- electrical nerves, electrical yes. impulses, and all of that. It does make sense, but only a few people are going to want to put up with being electrocuted <laughs> well, once exactly, a week. Exactly, and like <laughs> you need to be oh, once a week. I go like five times a week. Like, you let him zap you five times a week? Well, because I have to keep going because, like, at first it doesn't stick. So, like, for me, like, my first tangible thing that happened was my heart condition, like, disappeared. Like, I had multiple heart monitors. Like, I had to be careful. Your, what your heart's going, what the hell? I know. Now your heart's I like, know. you know what? I'll just beat on my own. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Stop fine. doing that. <laughs> yeah, but I could see it. I was like, wow, this is actually not a freaking joke. Like, now my heart is under control. And then he had me, he's got like an oxygen deprivation mask. He had me like working out in the elliptical with like no oxygen. I'm like Rocky Balboa in there, like getting all fit. Oh, and um, then he's suffocating you too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if Apparently the suffocation makes your body reach for the oxygen harder. So then when you take the mask off, then all of a sudden you can like take in so much oxygen, which is health, you know, you're breathing better. Uh, So it's crazy, man. It's total torture. But I mean, if you're sick and you're not able to live your life, or if you have like these like ALS or MS that's degenerative, um, I'm telling you, he has people getting out of wheelchairs. I'm watching with my own eyes. Well, that's, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty amazing. And I know we're joking about it, you know, and like we're making. Yeah, because neither of one of us would like, put up with. We'd be screaming <laughs> like babies, you and I. Oh, I'd be a little bitch. I'd be like, <laughs> he put it on to like level two and I'd be like, please stop. Yeah, people cry and scream and call out oh to Jesus my and stuff. Gosh. Are you sure FSM doesn't mean like fucking shit, man? Like, is he like. <laughs> I know. Oh, screaming. Can we get back to the flying spaghetti monster? Because I've been reading about that. And it, it, it was a, it was a creation myth that was done uh, about the invisible and undetectable flying spaghetti monster that created the universe after drinking heavily. Uh, now, the, their conception their conception of heaven includes a beer volcano and a stripper. That sounds pretty accurate. Only one. Well, it says sometimes <laughs> a prostitute really factory. It's a whole factory of them. And then it says hell is similar, except the beer is stale and the strippers have sexually transmitted diseases. I was going to say, or the strippers have small boobs. Oh, my God. This is so funny. Inadequacy. I I saw that, too, because I was like, okay, FSM. And I was all, like, on my deathbed, like, taking it seriously. I'm like, what in the shit is this? And then I was reading about it. And then I got all derailed with my ADD, you know, and I was like, Wow. Wow, I was really getting into All of a sudden, it. I'm, like, I'm a member of the church. And- <laughs> <laughs> They're going to save me. Oh, my God. The they have a gospel. Monster. They have a gospel. It's the gospel of the flying spaghetti monster. I saw that. It's whack. Is there act- are there actual locations? Can we visit any of these places? What about the <laughs> Only in Florida. Florida? Only heaven and hell, and I think Florida goes under hell category. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Although we haven't had a major hurricane in a couple of years, so, you know. Hey, watch your mouth. Yeah, stop that. It ain't here. practically over. we only got a few more days of the month. Oh, my God. I just moved down here. I can't handle that. Oh, you all are fine up there. It's by the coast, I think. Right, Glenn? It it doesn't get too bad up there. I mean, it's bad. It's obviously. Except for that last storm we had, the big one there. Uh, Was it bad? Prayers, oh, yeah, are, yeah, no. <laughs> prayers are concluded with a final declaration of affirmation, followed by instant noodles, including ramen. Unbelievable. But who's doing the affirmation? Like, where are these services? Well, it like, says the, su- we the celebration of Passover requires consuming <laughs> large quantities of pasta. And during Ramadan, only ramen noodles are consumed. <laughs> These are like a bunch of couple drunk frat boys who put this together, right? Well, I think you got a very large 300-pound frat boy (laughs) shocking the hell out of you. So I know. It's crazy, man. There are no words. Don't worry. You can go have ramen afterwards at the Chinese. (laughs) Next door. Next door. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, the cops have come a couple times. I'm just like, it's outrageous. It really is. If I wouldn't, like, violate, like... uh, agreements and privacy and whatever i would share a couple videos of people i know getting zappy zappied and you're just like damn the yelling like like for their lives like like they're being like disemboweled and it feels about like that like it hurts so bad and it'll cramp so bad and he'll be like push through come on push through push through and he'll be yelling at you and 
and like then take in your arm like my your leg will get like all curled up it's like really 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 whack i don't is know is this but, even legal or probably not you know like <laughs> no not I mean, at all it's like this like you know, Russian technology. Okay, auditors, you're not allowed to say anything to anybody because actually Emily does sound better than I've talked to her in years. So I know. They'll get shut down, you know what I mean? Let's not shut her down. If you want Emily back on the show. Now there was actually there are other people that do this though. Yeah, there are. And I do know there are other people that do it. And actually years ago there was a thing that started, I forget what it was called, my partner and I in business way before any of this, when I was in the financial business, we went to look at a franchise that was (laughs) <laughs> it was a massage place only <laughs> it wasn't that kind uh only they used electricity they used electric pads to do yeah. the massaging and stim- it was like a tens machine so, in a way um it's kind of the similar to like pmf a little bit like on a different yeah. level but like pulsated electromagnetic field there do you know what's going to happen right. do you know what's going to happen somebody's going to go in there Someday when Emily's in there, probably, is going to go in there with one of those hidden cameras for 60 minutes. And there's going to be this big report. And Emily's going to be in there the day they come and arrest him and throw him in jail. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's got so much financial backing. I bet they couldn't do it. And he's, like, working with all these celebrities and stuff. He gets flown all over the country. I, I would hope not because he's helping so many people. Like, nobody in the history of medicine has taken a late-stage ALS person that is talking with their eyeballs out of a wheelchair and he has i hang out with that dude brian every time i'm over there and he's talking i was with him the first time he ate solid food and like many 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 years hmm. he ate a burrito the viking was like brian wait a minute the want? first thing they <laughs> give him is a burrito, <laughs> a burrito. He was like, oh, welcome to burrito. miami <laughs> I know. And, he, and they fly in they live somewhere else i think maybe west coast or something and they come for a month at a time and stay in a hotel and come every day and he works with them but no brian is walking he goes around the block he stands up he's doing the stairs now the viking is so big that if you're not well enough to walk upstairs he just walks down and picks you up and carries you up he just throws people over his shoulder and carries or carries them like a baby this is one of the (laughs) most fascinating post shows we've ever had (laughs) (laughs) i can send you pictures of the horse getting worked on Um, the viking will be fine with that um he's it's really it's pretty crazy we put electrodes all over him and wrap him up and stuff uh it's pretty nuts It really is. But it's working. Listen to me, because you were here not that long ago, and you were like, is there any hope for you? And I was like, I don't know. I think I'm dying. Yeah, no, that's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. My heart was so bad. I was, you know, I've got multiple heart monitors you know, on. Like, I hate to get all serious, but there, I think there were a time or two that we may have talked that you were pretty suicidal, too, over the Oh, last, for sure. Yep. I'm miserable. Didn't want to, I'm in extreme pain all the time. So light sensitive that I wear sunglasses inside in the dark to watch TV on the lowest bright brightness level. I didn't go outside for uh, at least a year and a half unless it was dark out. And if I had to go to the ER or the hospital, I would have to get all wrapped up. She was just like a vampire pretty much. Pretty much. I was living inside for years. uh, Bedridden. Not even bedridden. That would be really, really lovely if I was bedridden. I was bathroom ridden because I couldn't get from the bed to the bathroom. So I had to bring all my blankets and pillows and live in the freaking bathroom. Like, it was not a joke. Like, I was extremely, extremely sick. And I did. I was like, I want to die. I don't want to live anymore. I have nothing left to live for. Everything is miserable. And uh, every day was miserable. And then I would get uh, bedridden insomnia, which should be freaking illegal. So I'd be up for like a week straight with (gasps) the brain swelling and back spinal cord swelling. And I had to relearn how to read and write, walk, be outside without sunglasses, which I don't, I still can't do that. But, you know, I'm I'm glad that he's electrocuting yes. the shit out of you every day because you I sound know. better. <laughs> I know. I'm I so happy scream. you are being tortured. So. <laughs> and I believe that the only people not screaming in there are horse girls. Yeah, I know. Because we have totally. no souls. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> fine. We he's sold like, that. Well, you're ago. used to pain too. You're kind of used to pain. We're so. used to it. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. These these desk job workers. They're like, oh, no. Oh, I'd be screaming. Trust me. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I was so embarrassed. And then he was embarrassed for himself. I was like, oh, my God. You're like, you're my doctor? Not only that. Okay, I'm going to ask a really, well, this is post-show, so I'm going to ask this question because it's the first thing I thought of. He does fix erectile dysfunction. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that wasn't the thing I thought of, but now that you bring it up. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Okay, now what I'm going to ask sounds really stupid. <laughs> how, ask 
when you're getting shocked, you tend to lose control of certain bodily functions. He wants to know if you pee yourself. Thank you. Yes. Some some people do. Yeah, but you would. Yeah, some people do, but not as much as you would think. Because it was, I was more worried about the other thing, sucks. actually. It's kind of messier. But Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Somebody did shit on the couch the other day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I tell you what. The, the person who misses this post show, the auditor yeah. misses this post show, is missing the best one we've ever done. <laughs> but, like, if you're sick or you know somebody that's really sick, like, come to there are other people that are doctors that have clinics that do fsm but this guy's just gangster and he just like takes it like he just got a new machine the first one goes up to 100 and now the new one he just ordered goes up to 200 like he's just like not even messing around so i if you and and i'm seeing it the 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 lovely lady i hang out with with the ms literally like you have to have pillows all around her on the couch you have to carry her everywhere and um, if she slips or something on the couch, like, oh, you have to pick her up. Like, she literally could not move. I shit you not, she walked to the bathroom the other day with somebody spotting her, but she moved her legs left, right, left, right. Like, if you ha- know somebody that is really sick, <clears throat> it's totally worth it. This guy is, is really healing people. Oh, you've it's really sold to it tonight, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Sit on the couch, but <laughs> you don't sit on the couch. <laughs> oh yeah, he's just like, get this shit out of here, get this fucking couch out of here, get a new one. Get a new couch. I'm ordering it right now. He's so crazy. He's a maniac. He's a total maniac. All right, on that note, we're gonna call it a day. <laughs> Emily, it is good to hear you again, and I know that I know. the auditors will love to hear you I'm again too. I'm so glad that I reached out to Emily. It was like, hey. So if you are you up for maybe Do you want to come out of retirement? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love you all. I miss HRN. I have so much fun with you guys. I'm just so happy to be able to do it. I wasn't sure, and then Kayla was like, "Do you want to co-host?" I was like, "Well, I mean, if you're basically carrying the show, even if I'm, you know, I, I, did, I carried nothing. actually. You did all the talking, so I, was so I, I can't tell. But <laughs> <laughs> we did it, though. We did it. Good yeah. job, Em. All right, everybody. We'll see you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.